Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hey, Giant fans. Welcome to the Giant Insider Podcast. My name is Jerry Foley. I'm the senior editor of the Giant Insider newspaper. And with me, as always, is the beat writer, the heart of Giants Nation. Nobody beats the biz. Chris Bizignano. And tonight, we have a very special guest, a Super Bowl champion, the one-time, all-time leading rusher for the Giants, and latest soon-to-be member of the Ring of Honor, the great Rodney Hampton. Rodney, thanks so much for joining us on the Giant Insider Podcast, bud. Hey, Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Rodney, it's a it's a pleasure, man, to have you on. Thanks for taking some time out. Um, Rodney, let's get into it. Let's you are going to be in the Giants' ring of honor against the Cowboys. They're going to put you in that Monday night. Um, take us through that day, though, when you found out, because I know some Giants, like Otis Anderson, Joe Morris, they were surprised by it when when Mara hit him with it at the practice. They were under the impression they were going in to talk to the team, which you guys did. But then Mara hit you guys with the Ring of Honor thing. Take us through, take us through that day, Rodney. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was a very special day. Uh, What's confusing to me that had me on the edge. Uh, I had just left New York a week before, and uh, Miss Joanne had told me that they needed me to come back the following week to talk to the team. I like me. I don't talk too much. Why they need me? You know what I mean? But I, I told her if she couldn't get nobody else, right, I'd right. do it. You know what I mean? But that's not my cup of tea. You know what I mean? So I thought that she wouldn't call me back. And she said, oh, no, we really need you. So I came up there, and I did it. But the day of, when it was that morning, we was inside, you know, eating breakfast. People kept on coming to say, congratulations, congratulations. And from that time, I knew something special was going on. But I didn't know it was a ring of honor. I just knew something special was going on. But uh, once uh, John got up there and told us that we made it, it's it a uh, great feeling, a great thrill. And going in with my veteran guys, uh, Joe Morris, Otis Anderson, Leonard Marshall, you know what I mean? It just, just is uh, a special feeling. Right. Yeah, Rodney, when, when the list came out, i got to be honest with you. If someone asked me, was Rodney Hampton in the Ring of Honor, I would have said, yeah, already. I, I was actually surprised. I thought, oh, man, he's not in. And, you know, I don't know what your feelings were there, but I, I, think, I think five out of ten, half the Giant fans would say that you were in there already based on, you know, the fact you were a champ and you produced and, you look, man, you, you were on some bad teams where you pretty much carried them. But uh, I was actually surprised to see that you weren't in there already. That's all. That was my reaction. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, I'm in there right now, and I'm happy about that. But like I tell people, uh, when things happen uh, and I get the accolades, I'm happy for it, but I don't cry about it. You know what I mean? So I've always been a team player, and I know I wouldn't be in there if it wasn't for my guys up front, my office alignment. So first and foremost, it went for my offensive linemen, my tight ends, my receivers, and my fullbacks who, you know, started off for me. I wouldn't be in here today. So, uh, I thank them yeah. guys. Like, hey, guys, thank you guys for blocking and opening up the holes for me. So, but, again, uh, I'm just happy to get in. And uh, when it happened, I'm just happy. And this, this is something I won't get back. You know, I know probably more guys more deserving than me and everybody feel that way. But uh, this one I won't get back. <laughs> Rodney, you're going to have a lot of people coming up to, uh, to the Meadowlands for, for the big night? 
But right now, I'm at 52 people coming from Houston, Texas. You know what I mean? So, uh, oh, baby. That time, I used to feel, <laughs> you know, I always said, told people, I hated playing the Cowboys in Dallas. They say, why? I said, because everybody from Texas I went to high school with, everybody wanted tickets. And that's a game I, I wasn't able to rest. You know, all other games, I didn't even leave, leave the whole hotel on Saturday. But when we went to Dallas, you know, family come up, people want to come to the hotel, see you, say hi and all that. And I had to buy about seven eight tickets. So I feel the same way going back up to New Jersey this time for the Ring of Honor. We got a lot of people here coming up, but this is a, it's a, a great, uh, it's going to be a great night, the Ring of Honor, and we're playing the Cowboys. So I'm looking uh, forward to that day, not only for me, for my whole family and friends. Yeah, you know, you, you brought it up. I was, I was going to start with the uh... – you know, getting drafted by the Giants. But I specifically remember, I think it was 95, the game you had against them in Dallas where it was, you know, as a fan, I'm watching that game going, just keep giving it to Hampton. I think you had, a, you had well over 100 <laughs> yards. I think you had close to 30 carries. You were running all over them. You're running um, smooth. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I think that was one of the best games you had. And it was like, you know, as a fan, it's like, oh, my God, stop, don't even pass the ball. Just give it to Hampton, you know. But um, had to be special, you know, performing like that, you know, in Dallas in front of a lot of family and friends, no? But, Jerry, it was special to the end. We lost that game. You remember that? <laughs> we I lost know. it. I, I know. I know. Game, I know. We lost, so it was, it was tough. I know. You know what I mean? It was, it was tough. Yeah. You know, uh, whenever you go out and play hard and come up short, get the air, you don't feel that good. So I can, if I go out and get 25 yeah. or 40 yards and we win as a team, I feel good. But, yeah, uh, I remember that game. It was good, but not so good for the, for the team. For for you younger folks, Rodney Hampton was always a smooth, quiet team guy, man. I remember that was just the day you were drafted, Rodney. And I recall Banks telling me that, you know, you were just a great teammate, bro. You know, just a, just a humble, quiet dude. And what about your business, you know? But Rodney, let's go back. Let's get, let's go to 1990. You know, this is what I remember about you. One, you know, drafted a running back 24th overall first round out of Georgia. Even though you were a Texas kid, you went to Georgia, okay? <laughs> and two, Roddy, your first pre your first preseason game. Correct me if I'm wrong. Was it your first handoff in preseason that you basically won about 87 yards to the house? 87 plus two, 89 yards. Let me have them. 89. 89. Yards. Okay. 89 <laughs> Who's yards. counting, right? Yeah. <laughs> Who's counting, huh? Yeah, so I, I got Roddy. Ronnie, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but Jerry, you know, if you remember, I'm looking like here's our new back. He goes with 89 yards, as it turned out, 89 yards. And I'm saying to myself, holy shit, what the hell do we have here when he goes, you know? I was like, needless to say, Ronnie, you know, you, Otis is over there in 90. You come over to this championship caliber squad. They, they were coming off a season, Rodney, where they felt they should have won the Super Bowl in 89. We all know what happened. Okay, and now you come over here. How was that going into that locker room where there was a lot of talent there and the team was, they knew they were primed to make a Super Bowl run. So tell me how you fit in there. Man, it, it was great. I, I went to a veteran team, you know, a lot of older guys. And uh, first four preseason games we won. Uh, then we won like 10 games straight. I said, we don't lose around here. I think we ended up losing uh, maybe three games that season, maybe three, maybe four. I, I don't remember. We won the right. Super Bowl. But we had uh, a lot of – not the most talent. We had talent, but, you know, uh, we had guys that played together and brought into the system. And, you know, we had the veteran guys who uh, 
you know, uh, did things the right way. And I just followed them guys' lead. I was a young, 21-year-old guy coming out of my junior year out of Georgia. And uh, I had a blast. And uh, once some guys left, I tried to show the same leadership, you know, uh, to the younger guys, you know, right. show them how you got to be a uh, professional. Yeah, Rodney, they, the Giants had Otis and they had Lewis Tillman already and Dave Meggett. Were you surprised that, that they picked you in the first round? Or, or or were you having conversations with them all along? No, I wasn't. Uh, I, and I, honestly, I thought I was going to Atlanta Falcons at the 20 pick. And when they passed me up, I was like, ooh. <laughs> Probably wasn't a good uh, idea about coming out my junior year. And then when they got to like the 23rd pick, I think the 49ers called me and told me they were going to pick me up at the 25th pick. And when I was on the phone with the 49ers, I saw my name on the screen showing that the Giants had picked me. So I was surprised uh, and relieved. Rodney, tell tell us the first time you met Paul Sells. <laughs> what was that like? Because uh, people love Paul Sells stories. You know, you know, as we know, he, he was quite a character. So tell me about when you, your first day you meet Paul Sells. What was he like towards you and all that? Well, I don't think I don't even remember more in details, but uh, he's called us kid, kid, be ready. You know what I mean? Be ready to go. You know, uh, Paul Shell, right. he was a more defensive guy, and I think they wanted to uh, drop the guy to Jackson State a uh, linebacker. You know, because uh, he liked defense. But uh, George uh, Young, he wanted me, so I'm glad I came to the Giants and I uh, proved to Bill Parcells that I was uh, that I worked it, and I'm glad 32 years later. That I can that the Giants, you know, uh, appreciate they pick that they picked me in 1990. So I'm glad I, you know, lived up to the uh, bill. Yeah, um, yeah, it'd be interesting. I'd love to see that that interaction. Um, but he must have liked you, though. I mean, you got the ball early in that season. Like I remember, you scored against the Eagles. You 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 were involved in the game plan. Like until you know when you get to, we'll get to the playoffs. But until you were hurt, it was almost like you were sharing carries with, with Otis. I mean, I know he had more, but you were very involved um, at your rookie year, which, which yeah, you know, from what you hear about Parcells, like, that's, that's not rare, but, you know. Yeah, uh, he put me in the game plan, and then it was so easy because Dave Mick was out third down back, and being me and Dave yeah. Mick was in the game together on third down, and so he just went to the Pro Bowl the year before, and so I had it easy, you know what I mean? So I think I caught like 43 balls my uh, rookie year. So uh, it was it was just like a day in the park. It was like I say, I learned from the guys, uh, the older guys, and then uh, Parcells always had you prepare for the game, you know. So uh, during the week it'd be a little hard, but when you get the game day, it's a piece of piece of cake. So you know, uh, like I say, he had you ready to play all the time, and you better know your assignment. If not, you're gonna be on the sideline. <laughs> so Rodney, you know, you guys finished 13 three that year. Of course, Sims gets injured. Hostiller comes in. And your first playoff game, man, you're playing the Bears, you're beating up the Bears pretty good, and then that kind of like a freak accident happens. Take us through where, if I remember right, Hostler fumbles and all that. Take us through that, and how disappointing was that, man, that you get injured in a playoff run? Oh, man, I won't say disappointing, but things happen in life, and I always keep my head up. Right. You know, win, lose, uh, draw, you know, uh, that's, a, that's a part of the game. But, uh, yeah, uh, when it happened, I say, wow. I could have been in college. That's how I looked at it, a blessing. You know, right. I came out early and, you know, but I just knew that I had to uh, rehab and get ready for the following year. 
So, you know, I wasn't disappointed, but we went on to won the Super Bowl, so I'm happy about that. Yeah, so what was that like having to was – it, was it disappointing having to watch the Super Bowl or – um, I mean, look, you, you were integral part of that team to get to that point. And, um, like, where were you, were you in the stadium when, when everything happened? And, you know, I, 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 I was on the ju- sideline. Okay. <laughs> I was right. on the sideline and no one would keep that field goal. I had my crutches up in the air. <laughs> nice. Awesome. <laughs> but I, I was there, like I say, and I was just rooting my team on. And I knew I couldn't do nothing. But, you know, uh, as a team player, I was still, still there to support my team and be there. So. I still feel uh, I was a part of the team, uh, a part of us getting there, but I just couldn't play in that game. Yeah, Rodney, you know, most guys in a locker room, you know, offensive guys, they, they have special relationships, very good friendships with offensive, they, their side of the ball, but you were a little unique. Um, you had a really tight relationship with Pepper Johnson, if I recall. Um, take it, you know, how did that develop? You know, you don't really usually see on football teams, you know, I'm in the locker room, I see the way they... They hook up, you know, it's Macy offense with offense a lot. But here you are, a running back, and, you know, you're very tight with Pepper, a linebacker. How did that develop? Well, I was tight with a lot of the guys, you know, in the in the uh, running backs. All of us was in the meetings together. And, uh, you know, again, I love my offensive linemen, you know what I mean? But uh, I just watched Pepper from afar. You know, uh, most of the other guys was married, so, you know, it can hang out. So I just watched Pepper as a businessman as a team player, a team leader, and he always brought the young guys along, you know, hung out with us, we went bowling, and he had his charity and our basketball game. So that's what I uh, got a lot of my influence from Pepper. You know, just, I remember my second year, I was still getting nicked up and shoulders and knees and everything. And I saw him doing the same thing, but he kept on going out there playing. So he told me, hey, when, you, when one thing get hurt, you're going to forget about the other thing, so you just got to fight through it. So he the one that got me over that edge to doing it. And I remember my last game, I missed like three or four games my second year. And my last game against the Oilers, I needed like 89 yards to get 1,000 yards. He told me, hey, you get 999 yards, that's not 1,000 yards. He said, you, 1, you get 1,000 yards on 1,999, you still 1,000 yards back. And so every time they came off the field on defense, he was on the sideline rooting me on and let me know what I need to do to get the 89 yards. So I happen to have 140 yards to get to Houston Oilers, my home team. So uh, that's my first 1,000-yard year. But uh, but Pepper Johnson one got me over that that hurdle about, you know, uh, the Knicks and the Knack, how to play with it. So so you brought up that next year, um, got 1,000 yards, your first, I believe, of five in a row. Um, but, mm-hmm. but what was it like going from, you know, Parcells to a whole new regime in, in just your second year? And Ray Hanley? Uh, it wasn't really uh, hard at all because Ray Hanley was my running back coach and was a uh, damn good uh, position coach. He had prepared as a running back and uh, uh, to play, but I don't think he was ready for that transition to overlook 47 to 53 different guys, you know, all positions. But uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't too much of a change, you know what I mean? But we just didn't win. We went 8-8 eight and eight or 7-8 and eight or whatever it was, but, you know, things just didn't work out. And then Coming out the Super Bowl, everybody gunning at you anyway to try to beat you. So uh, things was bad the next two years. Yeah, Rodney Jumbo Elliott always likes to brag. He's a, he was the toughest guy in that offensive line, Michigan, all that stuff. <laughs> Talk about those Jumbo man. I call him Jumbo man. All my linemen, man. Jumbo man. Jumbo, you know, you know, big dog. You, you, all them yeah, guys, yeah. Man. Talk about some of those guys, man. You know, 
you know, Jumbo was a Pro Bowl and stuff like that. But a lot of other, a lot of other grinders in that offensive line in '90s stuff. Talk about those guys a little bit. You got Bartles, who's a, who's a, a leader. You know, they had Brian Williams came years after that to uh, replace him. You had uh, Cratch and Reasonbird and Eric Moore, all on guys. You know, and then later we had Lance Smith come from uh, from Phoenix. Yeah. So man, like I say, I wouldn't be celebrating on the uh, that Monday night game if it wasn't for them guys. So like, like again, my offensive lineman, I love you guys, man, for everything y'all did for me. And uh, I appreciate you guys. But uh, we had a good time, man. Those guys was funny and athletic. And, and they like to eat. <laughs> so, so you played two years on, with Otis. Did he kind of take you under his wing as a veteran running back? I played more. I think I might have played what, maybe about three or four years with Otis. I think yeah. he was cut. You know what? He was cut right before 93. So I think it was three years. You're right. So he didn't play the year with Dan Reed. Right. He played okay, in preseason yeah. and he was cut. Yeah, yeah. But OJ always been a, a class A guy, uh, and uh, like I say, the whole running back. Then my, now I got to bring up all my fullbacks. Maurice Carthon. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, Lee Russon, Jared Bunch. Yep. Charles Way, King Rashid, and all all of them. You know, fullbacks. So I, uh, like I say, it went for them guys opening up the holes. Rodney Hampton won't be here today talking to you guys. Rodney, I know you're only there one year with Paul Sells, but you did win the Super Bowl. What made, I know you're only with him one year, but what made him such a great coach, Rodney? I think Bill Parcells, he knew how to attack each person, you know, bring the best out of each person, you know what I mean? And uh, I think that's what made him so great, you know, uh, motivate you. You know, sometimes if he don't speak to you, he might don't speak to you. Uh it just not hard to explain, but you know, you know you better put out. If you don't put out, he'll tell you somebody else will have your job. How about once? Just one quick follow up, Jerry. How about Belichick, Rodney? Did you when you know you know he was the defensive coordinator over when you're over there? Did you ever see greatness in him? Did you think he was going to turn out this great? I'd be lying if I said yes. <laughs> I'd be lying. You know what I mean? But. I started seeing greatness for, for when I look back for what it, what he did against Buffalo Bills our first year, how he slowed down that offense and you know, and then I started looking at his track record and what he brought to the table. So, you know, uh, Bill Belichick is a, a great coach and uh, probably gonna be one of the greatest of all time. So when you when you come in, you look across the line at practice, you see LT Banks, Pepper Johnson, and Leonard Marshall among among others, Eric Howard. How much did that help you um, becoming a pro, Rodney, going against them in practice? Oh, it helped me a lot because them guys was uh, was uh, Pro Bowl players. You know, they worked extremely hard, and then you know uh, they got after it. So, and then you know, like I say, all them guys were veterans uh, and gave you good advice. And you know, they saw me doing something, they'd put me aside and say, "Hey, do it this way." Uh, you know, uh, protect the ball. That's the main thing. Protect the football. Yeah. You know, so, but like I say, I was uh, under Maurice Carthon. He, Maurice was the leader of the running back room. Let me get that straight right there. Okay. Because you missed a, missed a cut and he made a good block, so he's going to get on us. Yeah. So Maurice was our, he was our captain. Nice. In, in the running back room. Chris, before your next yeah, question, yeah, yeah. guys, we're going to take a break and we'll be back right after this. Hang on one second. 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. And we're back. Uh, we are back with the great Rodney Hampton, the soon-to-be latest addition to the Giants Ring of Honor. Chris, go ahead, bud. Rodney, you were a pretty damn good basketball player in the state of Texas, brother, back back in the day. What what made you go? I know you played a little football and basketball in high school. And, you know, from what I understand, you were a pretty damn good basketball player. What made you go over to football and give up basketball? Uh, my godfather, Mr. Scales, uh, one of my good friends, dad. He's my little league football coach. And after the ninth grade, I stopped playing football to play basketball. And uh, he told me, get my ass back on that football uh, field. You know, that's my bread and butter. He said, you barely six foot tall. Uh, you can't shoot no jump or consistent. Yeah. You know what I mean? So uh, football, you a better chance. And I'm glad I listened to him. I mean, uh if not, like I say, I wouldn't be talking to you guys right here. Rodney, was there was there ever a time where a guy like uh, you know a three hundred pound defensive lineman fell in and you said to yourself, "Shit, I should have stuck to basketball." <laughs> well, my rookie year in that cold playoff game against Chicago, refrigerator pair fell on my leg, and I broke my fibula. And you know, uh, and like you said, I wasn't able to play in the Super Bowl or the, or the next playoff game. But like I say, uh, it's all in the past, and uh, all good. Rod- Rodney, what? Was it true that you said you really couldn't even feel your leg after that after the fridge that you that you knew it was pretty serious that you couldn't even feel it? I could my my leg was numb. I went to the sideline, you know, I just started asleep or something. I didn't know right. what was going on. So I limped back out the next series and lucky it wasn't a run. And uh I came out on the field and they took me to S rated and they said it was fresh. So I I I gave it a shot. <laughs> that you did, boy. Yeah, Jerry. Yeah. Rodney, who's the who's the toughest um, defense that you went up against? In, in your, it could be, you know, early on, later on. It just oh, man, when you looked across the line defense. and said, "Go ahead, sorry." Uh, you say, you can say Philadelphia in the early nineties. They had a, a great defense line with Reggie White and Javon Brown yeah. and all them. And then uh, Dallas. I mean, it had it had so many. You know, yeah. what I mean, so many great defenses. But uh, I, I I got to put Philadelphia in the early nineties. The most uh, Aggressive out of all of them. I mean, from the front line to the linebackers to the secondary with Ben Smith and them. Yeah. So I got to get to Philadelphia overall. Rodney, Pepper and Banks have told me they hated Dallas. Hated them. You know, today, you know, Rodney, today's game, these guys act like they hate, you know, oh, I can't stand it. But, you know, it's all like, you know, you, back then, I mean, they they actually said, no, we couldn't stand those guys. Rodney, did you, when you came to the Giants in 90, did you, have that feel in the locker like you know, we can't stand the Eagles and Cowboys. Was that the feeling? Well, it's more like the Eagles. I can't stand the Cowboys because when we play in Dallas, I got to buy seventy to hundred <laughs> tickets. <laughs> well, that's a, that's one reason why. So, yeah, it costs you big money every damn game. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. But but growing but, but growing up, uh, I was more of a Dallas Cowboys fan, not a Houston Oilers because Dallas had more success. But once I got the Giants in nineteen ninety, all that changed. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. I'm against the Cowboys, and uh, you know we 
look forward to beating them every time we play them. How how proud how proud are you of the Bulldogs? Hey, one and all, I'm proud that we finally got over that hump last year, man. Oh, I'm so uh, proud of the guys, uh, Kirby Smart and uh, the Georgia Bulldogs. So we we one and all, and uh, looking to do it again. A lot of a lot of former Bulldogs on the Giants, Rod. Do you follow them at all? Andrew Thomas and Joe Gilari, those guys. I know Thomas. Uh, I haven't uh, had a chance to meet him yet, you know. Uh, yeah. But uh, the Bulldogs, so that's my guy. Yeah. I was going to ask you, you know, going into 93, Dan Reeves comes in, and it comes down to the last game uh, of the season at the Meadowlands. Rodney, you win that game. You know, how close were you guys to doing it again in 93? You're know, like, what, what was your thought process? You think, you think if, if you win that game that you could have done it again? Yeah, uh, perhaps we could have, but we never know now. But, uh, yeah, it was uh, that's a big blow when we lost that game uh, to Dallas because we had to go out and play the next week. And then I think we won against uh, Minnesota. And then the following week, uh, we got beat pretty bad against 49ers. Yeah, and, it would have uh, gone through the Meadowlands. You had yeah, a, you had a yeah, long touchdown against the Meadowlands. Yeah. yeah. But uh, never know. And uh, never know. Yeah, I just asked because I, I look at that team and I thought, you know what, that, that, that would have been the last run, I thought, uh, of, of that right, right. core team. And uh, you guys were so close, man. Anyway. Rodney, how was it playing for Coach Reeves? I love Dan, man. I love Dan. He's a uh, players coach. He's gonna, he gonna do it his way, and uh, I love Dan Reeves. Uh, he gave me the ball, and uh, he took care of me during the week. You know, I mean, he took care of me during the week, and uh, and uh, I just did my thing on Sunday. You know, went out and uh, played hard the best of my ability. But hey, uh, he let he let you know you better you better perform if I'm gonna take care of you during the week. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Especially under Reeves, like you, you were the offense, right? Did you did you welcome that challenge every week that you knew, you know, going in, you're going to get the ball at least, you know, touch the ball 25, 30 times a week? Oh, yeah, I welcome that challenge. You know, as a running back, you always want the ball uh, in your hand. And, uh, you know, I, I enjoyed it. I, don't, I won't change anything about uh, uh, getting the ball all the time uh, at this point. I won't, I won't change it out for anything in the world. Yeah. And then one thing about it, when you run the ball, the, the linemen's happy. You know, I mean, they like getting dirty, right. putting their hands on the ground, and, uh, you know, getting into the uh, routine, too. So, right. you know, we, we love running the ball. Okay, Rodney, I got to ask you a personal question. When you ran for 1,000 yards, those five straight years it was, I believe, did you body offensive linemen anything? Oh, yeah, they got a couple <laughs> things. I brought one year, I brought them Rolexes. I brought them uh, watches. Uh, uh, one, one year, I brought them, I mean, television. Oh. Uh, I used to get them stuff from uh, – Electronics. Uh, sometimes they just won't cash. So I took care of the guys. Like I say, if it wasn't for them guys, I won't be here today. Only one running back that I know can do it without the lineman, and that's Barry Sanders. You know what I mean? I'm not crazy. So, hey, I'm always give, like I say, my receivers, my quarterback for giving the ball, my tight ends, my fullback for starting. But without a doubt, my big lineman is up front. Yeah, it's. Okay. Yeah, just one. Roddy, who were some of the running backs you kind of looked up to when you were growing up in the '80s? And uh, is there any running backs today, Rodney, that you look at and go, "Man, I like this kid's game," or whatever it might be? Well, growing up, I was an Eric Dickerson fan. Uh, I watched Eric Dickerson when he was at uh, SMU. I wanted to go to okay. SMU. Uh, I was going there. That's why okay. I wanted to go. 
uh, but they got hit by the death program, yes. mm, uh, the yes. death penalty mm-hmm. in 87. That's why I went to Georgia, right. you know. So, um, But Eric Dickinson, uh, I like his style of play, and uh, that's who I always want to uh, be like. But today's game, it's more like a mm, combination, you know, in bats. They, they play two or three bats, so you better be able to catch and run and block today's game if you want to be successful as a running back. You know what I mean? So, uh, not too many running backs that get a lot of touches. You know, uh, early on, like two or three years ago, four years ago, it was Zeke and like uh, Tar Gurley, and maybe I'm trying to think of another running back was getting most of the carries. But other than that, it's like a combination of backs. So, you know, when I tell the backs right now, you got to be able to do everything: run, block, and catch if you're gonna make the make the squad. You were a hell of a blocker as well, especially on the blitz. I remember Lamar Lathan coming in and you putting him on his back. Did you take a lot of pride in that, Rodney? Did you, were you always good at that, or did you learn that as you came into the NFL? I had to learn when I came in the in, in, in NFL because at Georgia, we just ran toss right, toss left. <laughs> and so I didn't have to block until I got to uh, uh, New York. And Bill Parcells, he was big on that. If you get that number 11 hurt, you're going to be out of here, buddy. So... <laughs> We had a whole special period of knowing who you pick up and knowing who to blitz. You know, it took a while. It took a while for me to get it. And like I say, the veteran guys, the Carl Banks, the Pepper Johnson, the LT, they got me ready to do that. So I got the all pros and Hall of Fame guys going to get some practice. Hey, it's going to be a piece of cake when game day comes. Well, for, for just picking it up in the NFL, you were pretty good at it. I mean, that's that's amazing to, <laughs> to just do it then. So, Ronnie, speak. Yeah. Thank Rodney, speaking of, speaking of of LT, man, well, you know, describe what it was the first time you went in the locker room, and you know, he was an absolute legend at that time. We all know. What was it like meeting him, and what kind of teammate was he? Well, when my first came in in 1990, LT was holding out like me. So when I came in, I was glad he was still holding out. So I went to go against him the first year. So when he came in, we were spending for training camp and everything, and so you know, we don't do too much contact, you know, during the season. But LT was a fantastic teammate, man. Uh, we used to go bowling together. You know, LT used to go bowling, and uh, you know he'll take his shirt off his back and give it to you. He's a great teammate, and uh, we all love him. You know what's amazing, Rodney? Me and Jerry have had numerous teammates of yours from eight, uh, from ninety. We've had guys back in eighty six. Profile, we had them all on the podcast. And Rodney, everybody says the same thing about Lawrence Taylor that he was just the greatest teammate. It was like, they all say the same thing, Roddy. It was LT outside the locker room, but it was Lawrence in the locker room. And there was none of that star crap going on in the locker room with him. It's amazing. Everybody says the same thing because let's face it, Roddy, the average fan, you know, the fan, you know, who's not connected with the team or just, just a fan, they think about Lawrence and they just think about this big star lodge in the life. And then when you talk to guys like you, Talk to guys like Bavaro and Banks and Pepper. We've had them all on. Mark Collins. They all say the same thing, Rodney. No, no, no. There was none of that LT stuff in the locker room. He was one of us. Yeah, he was one of us. And uh, we gave him a hard time. And believe it, he gave us a hard time too. So it was just always a great time. Like I said, I walked in a great locker room with all the guys who who uh, showed me the way. And I appreciate all them guys, you know, from uh, – from 90 to 97, all the guys I played with. Uh, I know I talked about my offensive linemen, but all the other guys on the defense side of, of the ball, uh, special teams, uh, coaches, and uh, 
everybody. So I appreciate everybody who I played with. I, again, I'd like to thank the Giants organization for taking the chance on me, drafting me in 1990, and I'm glad I you know, uh, proved that they did. They had a pretty good pick. Yeah, what's coming across, man, is you're, you're so grateful. Like, you're grateful for getting drafted. You're grateful to your linemen, to the yeah. coaches. Like, and you, you, what a great teammate you, you must have been, Rodney, because, I mean, you know, you're, you're sitting here talking to all the linemen. You were a great player, and, and, and you, you deserve to be in the ring of honor, but you're, you're coming across so grateful. I think it's awesome. Um, in, in 96, you, you had a good year, right? You didn't get 1,000 yards, but you still had a good year. Then 97 rolls around. Fossil comes in. They draft Tiki Barber. Uh, Tyrone Wheatley was on the team already. Was the writing on the wall for you, or, or, or did you have a fair shake there? What oh, happened yeah. there? No, the writing was on the wall. Okay. And, and, and uh, I'm trying to get them guys ready. Uh, and uh, Tiki did a, had a, a hell of a career. And uh, Wheatley had a little up and, up, up and down with the Giants, but when he left there, Hey, he did. He did well with uh, with the Raiders. So uh, I'm just uh, happy for, like I said, all the guys I played with. You know, I'm there to help them. No matter no matter if I'm on the field or not. You know, uh, I tell people I would be a team player. You know, because one day you, you know uh, you might need help. Rodney Eli Manning always says, "Once a giant, always a giant." Maris said it. All that is that true, Rodney? Is that the way you feel, brother? Yeah, I always feel that way because I feel that way because that's all I know is the Giants. You know, I played eight years only with one team. I didn't take, uh, test the water nowhere else. But, uh, yeah, they say once a Giant, always a Giant. But it's so more real to me now because I guess uh, on that Monday night and when my name will be up there, so that's going to be special. But when I'm, whenever I'm gone and pass away from this lifetime, my family can still go in there and see our name. You know what I'm I didn't say my name. I say our name. They can see our name, so I think that'll be uh, uh, very Rod- special. Rodney, has it sunk in yet that nobody's going to wear that number, that your name, like you just said, for your family, for generations to come, that your name is going to be up there in that ring? Has it really sunk in yet? Or you think maybe you're going to have to wait till you get there that night before it really? I don't think it really sunk in. My uh, good friend, Louis Tillman, he had told me, he said, man, that's very special. Your name going to be up there forever. You know what I mean? And then that's when I started thinking about it, you know, because in all honesty, I was just like, it's going to be a, a good night. My family going to be there. But when I just said my family can go there years from now and see our name in Giant Stadium, MetLife Stadium. So I think that's that's pretty cool. And then, you know, uh, my two friends will be up there. Uh, well, one of my friends, uh, he passed in 2018, uh, Jared Scales. He played football with me from Lily, then went to Purdue. And my other friend, Derrick Jones, he'll be up there. Uh, you know, that's two friends that I had. And it's kept me uh, well-grounded. You know what I mean? They you know, don't worry about no materialistic things. And they, you know, uh, they just was the same from elementary school, you know, uh, to right now. You know, they just was great friends. That's good for you. Tough to find, Rodney. Good for you, brother. Yeah. Yeah. Rodney brought him up, Lewis Tillman. He was drafted the year before. I, I think it was the fourth round. I think he, he broke all of Peyton's records at Jackson State. Did you feel him kind of nipping at your heels when you were there? And, and was there like a friendly kind of like uh, competition with you guys? Were you friends right from the outset? Man, we were friends. I had to go to Lewis House and eat. <laughs> eat twice a week. His wife, Kathy, used to cook, and I had to go there and eat with Lewis. And I'm going to tell you about Lewis Tillman. When I first came in, I was the first round of the year after he got there. And he opened, we were with open arms, you know what I mean? He like, 
that's his, he's always saying, what's up, daddy? He called you daddy. What's up, daddy? And then that guy worked extremely uh, hard. Is a hell of a running back. And uh, a hell of a special team player, too. Yeah. I thought he could have made the Pro Bowl in the special yeah. team. But uh, I still talk to Lewis every day. And uh, he's going to be up there, too. Him and his wife, Kathy, going to be up in uh, New Jersey for the ring and honor and uh, our Giants reunion. Uh, Ronnie, do you follow the team closely now? I mean, what's you know? Do you uh, tell tell us about that? You do you know? Uh, you know, is, is yeah, I'm up there. I pretty much follow right. the home games. Uh, you know, we're a bachelor of the team, so I'm up there a, a, a lot. Uh, it's been rough the last couple of years. You know, what I mean, like I told the guys when we talked to them at practice, I told them, hey, get out to a fast start. You know, yeah. uh, the last three years, if you you. you uh, They've been starting out to a slow start. And when we learned from Dan Reeves, he said, take one game at a time, but after four, we're going to see where we're at. So if you win, you know, four out of four, that's great, excellent. You win three out of four, that's good. You know what I mean? It's good. If you win two out of four, that's not good, that's not bad, right. it's average. But you win one out of four, guess what? That's bad, and you're going to be looking the whole year trying to climb out. And if you don't win no games out of four, your season basically over with right. after the first four games. So I just told the guys to get out to a good start, you know what I mean, play hard, and don't make dumb mistakes. You know what I mean? Don't be crazy penalties, jumping outside, 15-yard penalties, you know, hitting late and all that. And you do that, you give yourself a chance. Rodney, um, a young man was drafted in 2018 that a lot of people thought were going to break all the records. Uh, Tiki's record, your record, and Saquon Barkley. Uh, I I'm curious, did you happen to talk to him on a side at all when you were there the, uh, a couple weeks ago? And what do you think about him? I, I didn't get a – I talked to uh, Barkley years before this, but I didn't get a chance to see Barkley the other day. But he's a uh, special talent. And I'm looking for Barkley to do great things this year. Him and the quarterback, uh, Daniel Jones. I think uh, if the line opens up the holes, if he get three or four yards at a time and keep Daniel Jones in the third and three, third and four, third and five, I think the Giants can convert on third down and have the defense on the side, getting a lot of rest. And I think we can surprise a lot Just of Just quick follow-up, Jerry. But, but Barkley is a special talent. Rodney, I, I find it interesting because, let's face it, Rodney, there's a lot of people that are down on Daniel. They don't think he's going to be the answer. They think this is last year. But I just heard you say, I really like Daniel Jones. Tell us, you know, what are you seeing him? Do you like him? Do you think he is the answer here? He athletic. He can throw the ball. His problem was right. the turnovers. You know what I mean? You're having third and 11, third and 15. He holding the ball too long, then it's a fumble, and the other team scores. If we protect the ball, let the defense play, and don't make crazy mistakes, we'll be okay. I really feel Good. that way. So, a Danny lot of people dies. feel that way. Yeah. Well, we're going to find out this Danny year, Rodney. Dies. Hopefully. Um, I want to go back to – sorry, man. I'm sorry I'm jumping around. I want to go back to, to 93 and the Mike Sherrard injury against the Eagles. Um, how much did that? Oh my goodness! Okay. Oh my goodness! So I guess it was a good question. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I felt like once that happened, it was oh no! Like it, it, he was so, he was doing so well for the team. It was the connection with Sims was incredible. Man, it was, and Sherrod, we miss him a lot because I'm telling the hole was much bigger. You know what I mean? For yeah. me, and uh, I mean. We had such a balanced attack when Sherrod was in there. And, I mean, he was a uh, downhill, uh, downfield threat. Yeah. And, you know, 
move people out the boxes. So, yes, we definitely did miss my Sherrod. Yeah, he got hurt against the Eagles. I remember it just seemed like the whole yeah. the, 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 the offense got line, much, yeah. yeah, the hip. Yeah. Yeah, much more conservative after that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Rodney, um, and we're talking with Rodney Hampton, two-time Pro Bowl, Super Bowl champions, one of the all-time great giant running backs. Rodney, if you had to be in a foxhole, buddy, who would you want with you? My offensive lineman. <laughs> <laughs> All five of them, huh? All of them. The ones on the bench, too, just wait, now. Huh? <laughs> oh, man, man, wait till, wait till I text Lennon Marshall that, buddy. <laughs> um, all right, guys, we're going to take a break again. We'll be right back with the great Rodney Hampton. Hang on one second. And we're back. Rodney, you have a daughter who uh, is a hell of an athlete, huh? You want to talk about it a bit? Uh, she okay. She okay. She okay. Just just a two-time <laughs> All-American, a freshman and sophomore year. Uh, oh yeah, just uh, okay, no, no Rodney. No yeah, 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 no big deal. And, yeah. In the one hundred hurdles and the three hundred hurdles, she made a mistake. Uh, a friend, now, in, all, in all honesty, my daughter Riley Hampton. Uh, she this will be a four-year running track. Her freshman year, in the hurdles, she went in the one hundred hurdles and uh, got fifth in the state. And then her sophomore year, she got third in the 100 in the state, and she got fifth in the 300. So uh, she worked uh, She worked out hard, she, more than me, because I was beat up. I can tell the story now. I couldn't even work out when I was with the Giants because I was just beat up from the head to the toe. So, but she worked out hard, and I just tried to tell her to take care of her body, you know what I mean? Uh, have common sense you know, and, uh, and listen to your culture, so. Uh, she excited about her junior year, and I'm looking forward to her uh, smashing some records this year. That's great, Rodney. How? Yeah, Rodney. First off, congratulations on that. I know you. Thank you. Thank I know. You. I know you want to be humble about it with your daughter, but that's quite an accomplishment. <laughs> no, okay, I, that's I, that. I, yeah, I can brag on her, man. I can brag on her because you know uh, when when Wilson when she was young, about six, seven, eight years old, my wife said, "Does she want to run run track?" She said, "No," and she asked me. I said, "No, mean no." I've been at high sun all day. And I say, when she get in middle school, her friends start running track. You're going to normally follow your friends. So that's what happened in seventh grade. She broke records in uh, middle school. And then uh, I got a, a hurdle coach. And then the A grade came. That's when the uh, pandemic came. It was no no sports A grade year. And then the ninth grade, she went and uh, won. I mean, got made it to state, got fifth place. And then her sophomore year, she got third in 100 and fifth in uh, 300. So. Uh, we're looking forward to it right now. And she had track practice as, as we speak right now, trying to get better. Jerry? Oh, yeah. So, uh, Rodney, I thought, was, I thought you were Chris. I'm sorry, man. Um, so she get, right. she get her speed from mom or dad, I got to ask. Probably mom. I mean, dad dad lost his speed uh, probably in uh, 11th grade. I was, I, I was fast. Uh, and then playing basketball in, in the gym, I came down and hurt my knee. And I started a knee problem from then. And you notice on all my runs, I look behind and try to stiff on somebody, put that stiff arm off. <laughs> yeah, yeah the, Viking, the, 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 the run against the yeah. Vikings, you did that. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. true. Time, yeah. yeah. But, but, but uh, yeah, she's uh, she working on her speed right now, and she got good techniques and good coaches. So I'm just uh, trying to encourage her to keep on uh, doing the right thing. Well, you looked fast on the 89-yard run, Rodney. I'll, oh, I'll give you yeah, that. I, I mean, fast, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nobody was going to catch me on that day. Yeah. I said, first carry, I'm gone. <laughs> I mean, you, you must have, you must have that thought, that like, the NFL is pretty that easy. Was, 
Come yeah. on, let me let me tell you about that. Yeah, because I, I wasn't big in the weight room. All right, 1990 in Georgia, they complained I don't lift because I said my body was pretty much beat up. And also the rap on me with the New York Giants. And so when I got there in the weight room, they're like, he don't lift. And I heard the echo. Oh, we got a bus. You know, my knees are not needed and everything. I'm walking around slow. And they say, oh, he, he. I, I just heard, uh, he, he, he don't got what it takes. And then after that first carry on the bus, they're oh, that go, that go my homeboy. You know what I mean? He, he'll, yeah. he'll play or he'll, he'll game or so. Well, that run you know, really uh, helped me a lot. Well, Jerry, you rem- if you remember, Jerry, Roddy had that, you know, Texan slow yeah. moving as on the field. Remember, he was just like, yep. you know, at time you could see where people be like, oh, what's up with this guy? He, you know, he had that, sl- and then when he hit that hole, yeah. it, he was, it was a different story, man. Yeah, feel. But you, you know, Rodney, you could see that because you did have that cool yeah. slow move about you, you know, when you yeah. played. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was, that was funny, but. Uh, I tell people now, when I told Lewis Tillman that, he said, I knew it was something because Lewis, he's always get mad at me. And like, even when I go down to Atlanta and train with him, I like I gained weight during the offseason because if I did all the stuff with the Giants, I wouldn't have made it, to be honest, I wouldn't have made it three years, you know, all right. that offseason working on. So Lewis saw me like 20, 25 pounds overweight and still doing the workout. He said, he's always say, man, you can be so much better. You can be out there with Emmitt Smith. All, and he's a, Lewis Tillman used to really get mad at me. But I never yeah. said that. I never told him, man, my body is beat down. I can tell him now. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, but yeah. then, I, I, you know, I would just kept, kept it to myself and just went out on Sundays and gave it all. But during the week, I struggled. Well. Now you guys know that now. So, that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Look, Rodney, man, I mean, just – Talk about playing. I mean, playing running back in the NFL is just brutal, brother. Yeah. Just brutal, man. And uh, I, I, I'm sure there was a few times you probably said, "What the hell am I doing? Why did I choose this damn position?" You know. <laughs> but, um, but Rodney, you know, what are you doing these days in the Houston area? Tell us what you're doing. Um, I know you're involved in a few things, so yeah, I, let uh, us have it. What are you doing? Well, we still got our family business. My dad is starting uh, 1989. A better bail bond. Bail people out of jail. And uh, when you get in trouble, we get you out of. Uh, we get you out of jail. So, uh, like I said, my dad started in uh, 1989. We have five locations here. Uh, okay. No, I'm not in the office every day. You know, when, when friends get in trouble, they call me, and I tell them to call my brother. So, like I say, uh, we get them out of jail and try to keep them out of jail, uh, put them through the, uh, a system where they know their rights, what they can and cannot do. Uh, the second thing I do, I do after-school programs for kids. I've been doing that, ooh, since 2002, uh, called Hans Camp. We go to the uh, elementary schools and teach them the fundamentals of sports, but really the fundamentals of, of life. Uh, I got uh, Chris Callaway live down here. He helped me out with that. I got some old former players from uh, that live in Houston help me out with that. And we do football, uh, basketball, and soccer. But we just uh, teach kids how to be uh, a team player, you know, and, uh, you know, uh, that's our guy, you know, Ronnie- our, uh, coach. Rodney, Michael Thomas, the safety for the Bengals, former Giant. He's from that area. Do you know him at all? Because he's very yeah, involved with youth know, camps and yeah, all that. I know that. Mike. Michael do camps in, in, in Houston yeah. as well. Yeah, I know yep. Michael. Yeah, he's yeah. a great – Michael's a, a friend and uh, just a great guy, bro. Just as right. you know, just a great yeah. guy. I was curious yeah. because I know he's from the Houston area too. Right, right. That's, that's great, man. It sounds like you're giving back. It sounds like, oh, and yeah, it sounds like yeah. you really enjoy it too. Oh, yeah, I enjoy it. And uh, we, give, we give away over like – over. 
by $30,000 a year scholarship That's for great. kids. And uh, long as they're in college, long as they're in college uh, and, and, and passing, they get their money. You know what I mean? I don't care what grade you got. If you show me that you can stay in school, I mean, you're trying to, right. you're trying to get that. Everybody's not going to be a 4.0 or uh, 3.6 or 3.0. But, you know, you show that you're consistent and, and want to do it, you're going to uh, have success in life. Roddy, out of curiosity, what made you want to? What made you get into that? You know, as far been, as do- well, basically, I've been doing it since I got to the pros, and oh, okay, okay. Uh, but uh, it, it started for me, the little league, all my little league coaches. You know what I mean? So, okay, I want to thank all my little league coaches, all my coaches and teammates from little league all the way to the NFL, because my little league coaches really uh, they they got me. You know, they showed the love. You know what I mean? They tough love. Where they uh, had us ready to play, and uh, when we needed something, you know, they went out and helped us get it. So well, it started from a little league team. Ronnie, was your high school football coach a big influence on your life? Yes, Coach Gary Donald. He was. He he will also be up there. Uh, with my oh, he's team. coming, Ronnie. Yeah, he come, yeah, he coming up. Uh, okay. Him and his wife coming up, and uh, I like to tell him, thank him for letting me uh, make all them collect calls on Sundays when I was at Georgia. <laughs> yeah, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he still do that to the day. All the guys that go to college, you know, he just tell us to hang in there. You know what I mean? Uh, believe in yourself. And that's what I tell the kids at uh, my kids and the kids at Hamps Camp after school. I tell them three things that work for me and it should work for you. When you believe in yourself, work smart, and be disciplined, it'll take you a long ways in life. Now, I never say work hard. You know, I say work smart because if I'm working hard and I'm a running back, why well, I'm lifting all the weights and everything and I'm on stiff. I work on my vision, work on my footwork, and work on my hands, and you know, knowing who to pick up on the on the blitz pickup. So, believing yourself, working smart, and being disciplined—you do that. I tell people it takes you a long ways in life, and that it works for me. Ronnie, that's quite an accomplishment, brother. Because, as you know, man, there's so many young kids today that need some guidance in their life, brother. You know, that's good stuff. Yeah. And, and you know what? If, you know, forget that you were an NFL star and all that, brother. You know, it's somebody they look up to in you and. Um, Somebody that's helping them guide, you know, guide through life because not a, there's so many kids, man, in this country that need it. You know, um, they go yeah. through rough shit, man. And yeah. So that's and, uh, uh, you know, shout out to you, brother, and everything you do. Yeah. But the most important thing, uh, let me, if it weren't for my family, my immediate family, I wouldn't be who I'm at today. I got an right. awesome family. You know what I mean? Awesome family from my mom and dad who showed me to show love and be disciplined, to smile and be on time, and then my younger sister for being a little sister. Uh, she she missed smarter pants. She's smart, but you know, let me be the big brother. Then my two brothers that played basketball at Morgan State, they three years older than me, was showing me the ropes, you know, and uh, you know, still being that big brother to the day, you know. And I right. mess up or something, I know I can go to them and get good advice. But last, but definitely not least, my older sister Debbie, Debbie, uh, she's the leader. I say the leader of the family because she was the first one that went to college and graduated. She was in, in middle school and high school. She was uh, the school queen, captain of the cheerleaders. And then when I went pro, she was my manager slash agent. You know what I mean? Oh. She okay. kept me. I just had to play football, so it was easy for me. So the transition was easy for me. Going to the NFL, when I left, it was easy leaving the NFL. So I just thank my family. Uh, I'm grateful for them. That's awesome. I mean, and successful siblings, right? Like, almost some pressure on you yeah, to, yeah. to do something uh, listen, after she did all that, right? I don't know. Listen, 
I better better made it in football with my strategy because all them got degrees. I didn't, you know what I mean? Because I would have been, I would have been, <laughs> I would have been on their doors every day. They would have been tired of me. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> oh, 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 my beautiful wife for 15 years, 16 years. We've been married 16 years. Uh, thank my wife for. Uh, oh boy, you, know, you boy, well you're gonna hear it then. Oh my goodness. And Dietra Hampton for putting up with me, cooking for me, loving on me so much, and taking care of my kids. And uh, and my, my three kids are uh, Rainey, Rodney Jr., and Raleigh. Uh, I just tell you guys, like, hey, keep up the good work, and I love you guys, everybody. But, hey, you can't beat family, man. You can't beat family. So what, so, what are the younger two up to? You got the older one that's a, a track um, star. No, no, the youngest is a track Oh, the youngest, star. I'm sorry. Oh, the youngest uh, is a track My older one, uh, Rainey, is t- 28. She's an artist. She's seen. She do real estate. And she'll be at that, too. We're doing something uh, Sunday night. I'll give you more information. So she probably performed now. Okay. And my son, Rodney, just graduated from uh, Sam Houston yeah. uh, College. So nice. he's probably going to be coaching and everything and doing some stuff with Hams Camp, too. So uh, I told him, hey, you got the work. Go get it. <laughs> Very good. Oh, yeah. uh, they, 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 they're kids, and uh, they, they keep me they keep me young. Rodney, it sounds like a great family, brother. It, it really does. I'm happy for you, my man. I really am. Thank you, guys. Yeah, so, um, yeah I guess, uh, Rodney, oh, one last question. Yeah. You, you do have a golf game, don't you? No. Oh, what the? Wait a minute. Oh, Wait a minute. You are you the only? Better. Are you the only ex NFL player that doesn't play golf? What the hell is that about? I, I used to play golf, but I don't play anymore. But when I played, I made the guys be honest. You know, I made them do the right thing. You know, I mean, some guy they tell they had ten handicap, and I get up there and beat them, and I shoot a one on three. How are you a ten? You know what, <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> they hit one in the water. Yeah. And say, I'm just gonna go to the other side. I said, No, you are gonna hit it till you get it over the water. So yeah, we yeah. have fun, man. Yeah. OJ them. I have fun with all them guys out there. OJ Anderson and all them guys. So we have a good time. Well, I heard Lawrence has got. I heard Lawrence has got a, quite a game going. He got a nice game. Yeah. He's got a little nice game going. Yeah, yeah I heard nice that. Yeah. Well, Rodney, man, we want to thank you, and uh, and we could not be happier for you. I mean, you deserve this, and to go in with guys, you know, Kyle Rote and. Joe Morris, Jimmy Patton, Otis Anderson. Like you're going in with a, with a bunch of them, and, and you deserve this. And like I said, almost was surprised to to figure out. Oh man, he's not in there. You totally deserve it. Congratulations. And and really, yeah. this was a pleasure, man. You are a good guy. Like it's, you know, you're 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 grateful for everything you have, and, and oh, a yeah. great story about your family. And man, what a what an honor it was for us, man. Well, I'm happy, and uh, I'm looking forward to, forward to that day. And uh, like yeah. we'll be up there. The Hampton family and friends will be up in New Ron- Jersey. Ronnie, um, obviously I'll be there. I hope to see you, man. I hope they run into you in a tunnel or something. I hope to sneak down, you know, try to fool some security guys with my credential, get by them or whatever I have to do. <laughs> but I hope right. to see you and your family that Monday night, brother. And if I don't, enjoy your night. Um, I'm sure it's going to be a great one, brother. All right, guys. Thank you for having me. And uh, we'll see you guys soon. Thank you, Ronnie. Take care, Ronnie. Stay right. safe, brother. Okay. Well, guys, hope you enjoyed that. Interview with the great Rodney Hampton. Uh, it's always a pleasure for, I'm, I, mean, I know, I'm sure it is for Chris too, but it's a, yeah. it's a thrill to talk to these guys and to get to know them. And, you know, listen, man, I was, I was texting Rodney earlier. He was my first official Giants jersey, my first stitched one. Right. And I said to him, it does not fit me anymore. 
<laughs> but it would look like a sack of potatoes. But, you know, it was a junior year of high school or senior year of high school I got. It was the white one stitched. Um, but, uh, yeah, what a pleasure, man. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was great to hear from, you know, obviously Jerry's he's thrilled. You know, talking to him, I don't think it's really sunk in yet. You know, I think it's going to sink in when he looks up at that ring and sees yeah. his name up there, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, uh, I, for a few of these guys, you know, and I don't think it really sinks in until they're standing on that stage, you know, and boom, yeah. they see the name and you're like, you say to yourself, you know, I guess you say to yourself, holy crap, nobody's ever going to wear my number again, you know. It's, yeah, yeah. It's pretty remarkable, dude, really. It must be some feeling, you know, so. I, it just struck me how grateful he was to everybody, right? Like, yeah. I mean, my God, like a successful guy and, you know, he, he could not, he could not mention teammates enough. I thought that was amazing, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just shows you his character and stuff like that. So, yeah. Uh, I hope people like it. Um, we'll come back in a few days, everybody. We'll talk a little um, Giants yeah, Titans, but, first game of the year, and all yeah. that. A lot to a lot to talk about. Um, find out a little bit more during the week who's going to play, who's not going to play, and what the hell's going on, you know, um, with a few different guys and how it looks for Sunday afternoon, you know. So, yes, we'll get to it in a few days. Next yep. podcast. Good stuff, dude. All right, guys. To order a subscription to The Giant Insider, go to www.thegiantinsider.com and go to Magster for a digital subscription. That's M-A-G-Z-T-E-R. All right, guys. Sundays are giant days. Take care, everybody. Take care, everybody. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.